always had that as a role model and mm. whenever he would come to india to visit stories of america mm. were very uplifting like yeah. you could become what you want yeah. you work hard there is no corruption there is no you work hard mm. there's opportunities you can make something of yeah. yourself Hello, this is Paul with the IT Company, and welcome to another episode of Made Right Here. On this episode, we have A.V. I will not even try to pronounce his name, but he will say it on the podcast. A.V. is a good friend uh, who runs a great business called Avero in Knoxville. And I think in this episode, I just love the story of anybody that um, is an immigrant who has come to this country looking for something different and you're going to hear a lot about that as we hear about AV growing up and what it was like to grow up in India the culture the really the the just love that he has for his family and his country and the influence that that had on him uh, to begin and move to America work towards something different and eventually end up starting his own business so listen to episode one from AV all right we call you AV yeah but say your name correctly. Abhijit Verakar. Okay. And Avero Advisors, mm-hmm. which is just like a 90-second, what's Avero? Sure. So Avero is a is an IT and management consulting company that focuses on helping local governments, so cities, counties, utilities, transportation agencies, airports, anything government agency. We help them modernize operations either through better tech, technology planning or business process redesign just using what's available to them in a better manner. The reason I started it, I found that there was a gap in the services that were being offered to government agencies. Mm. They don't have the best internal resources, yeah. and all they're getting is noise from uh, the vendor community. That's hey, smart. buy my product. That's smart. And so yeah. we're kind of in the advisory yeah. business. That's awesome. Thanks for being on. Of course. And I've, I've enjoyed that. getting to know you for the past yeah. couple of years, so Same it's here. fun to here. have you on the show. All right, so... Just tell me, I mean, you were born in Bombay, India, and uh, I don't know, tell us like one, zero to 10. Like, what was it like Gosh. growing up in your family? Yeah. And a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I was born in what was, what used to be Bombay. I still call it Bombay. Yeah, it's not Bombay and anymore. It's not Bombay anymore. <laughs> they changed it to Mumbai sometime <laughs> in the 90s. And because my mom is from there, okay. so she went home to her parents' house to have me and all of my mom's side of the family is mostly still in Bombay. Okay. So I grew up spending uh, my summers and Diwali vacations, which is a big deal in India, in in Bombay with cousins and just hanging out with the grandparents. And it was lovely and wonderful. And where I really grew up is Goa, India, which is about 500 miles south of Bombay. 500 miles south. Think about that. That's like Knoxville to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's a lot like Florida. Okay. Beaches. On the coast? On the coast. Okay. Great seafood. A lot of tourists. Hmm. It was a great upbringing. I mean, I grew up in a joint family. So, lived in the same house as grandma, grandpa, hmm. mom and dad, little brother. Uncles and aunts came and went. Real sense of family and community and belonging. Yeah. Indian and, culture is really fascinating, too. It's yeah. very familial like in a way that maybe it used to be in america back in the frontier days and like it's like you just said like you grew up that's pretty common right for families to be all connected and living in the same home or next door right yeah and people around us like our neighbors were also relatives yeah so cousins three or four generations ago were brothers and now we're 
neighbors, the whole neighborhood used to be all Veracars, like mm-hmm. my last oh. name. We owned a bunch of coconut trees. We still do. Oh. Cashews and papayas and all kinds of fruits. So oh, wow. landowners, some agriculture. I remember every six months going to pick coconuts with the grandparents. I wouldn't do it. We'd hire somebody <laughs> to go climb the trees. and But yeah. me and my brother would go collect them and make piles. Yeah. And so somebody would climb up them, knock them down, and then oh, you yeah. guys would go pick them up yeah. and throw them. Yeah. That was our job. Yeah. It was so much fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So who was the, uh, like, a lot of people in your life? What were your influences in those early years? Who was really making an impression on you as a kid? My My family, of course. I mean, I really looked up to my grandfather. A real sharp man, well dressed, always well spoken. He was a, he was an accountant at a at an insurance company and then at a local business, and just looked up to him for how to be a gentleman. That was the and still is. I mean, I still think about him and think about how he would handle certain things or what he would say, and just tremendous influence as we grew up. My mom and dad, business people. Dad was a photographer mm. and artist, still is. Really? Yeah, cool. and he made that a That was his career. That was his career. Oh, he he okay. owned a studio, which back in the day, it was you went somewhere to get your passport yeah. photos taken yeah. and you waited. Or I would go do wedding photography with him. Mm. I would be the guy. I would be the gopher. Yeah. So I grew up around dark rooms and hmm. photo equipment. Yeah, that was before digital. Before <laughs> Way before <laughs> digital. <laughs> And this is mid-80s in India, so yeah. technologically, we probably were 20 years behind mm. what you guys grew up with. Yeah. And then mom was a, she owned a beauty salon, so she tried cutting my hair once. <laughs> I wouldn't let her do it again. <laughs> yeah, it was for women. Yeah. So, so grew up around business people, entrepreneurs oh. that were always hustling and trying to provide for their families mm. and learned a lot of that from them. Yeah. My dad always taught me, you, no matter what, pick up a skill. Mm. You could shine shoes. You can do woodworking. Mm. You need to learn something that is useful if you're out in the world somewhere, mm. which I ended up being 20 yeah. years later. Uh, yeah, I think for us, for a lot of folks who probably listen, folks that grew up in the United States, developed first world country, mm. growing up in the 80s. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Like you said, like probably 20 years ahead of it. What was it like yeah. growing up? In, like any perspective that you could give us, like is what did it, I mean, sure to you, it was just normal. Yeah. But then when you got exposed to the United States, you would see like, what did, what was it like? So I remember we had a black and white TV. Like my first memories, there was a TV in the house yeah. that um, had one channel and it would come on at the time when the government said you need the news now. <laughs> and then they had one or two shows and then the TV would go off. Like there was nothing to watch, the mm. ants mm. at 10 p.m. So, and on Sundays we would have, I think 30 minutes of cartoons, oh, wow. which was your usual fare, like Disney, yeah, Mickey Mouse, sure. He-Man. Yeah. yeah, and then one day that, that TV died and my grandfather goes out and because it was his house really, and he bought a color TV, big deal. I think it was 1987. <laughs> huh. Still one channel. Now we could watch the same stuff and color. (laughs) And so I grew up playing outside, climbing trees in the summers, picking fruit and eating up trees, hanging out with my friends, playing cricket. Hmm. It's an interesting little diversion. Like, we don't understand cricket in America. Like, it's not. And that's also not really an Indian thing. either. It's an English, right? It's a British thing, Mm -hmm. which, again, 
India was a British colony for yeah. a really long time. Do you know, so very influential in how yeah. India was developed. Yeah. So, tell us about cricket for a minute, because I don't even know that I understand the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before that, I'll tell you okay. that Goa, where I grew up, was never British. Really? It was Portuguese for uh, 450 oh, years. really? So the Portuguese show oh. up in the 1400s. They leave in 1961. No kidding. So we skipped the whole British Empire. Wow. Holy um, cow. That's interesting. In 61, the government of India invades Goa and ch- kicks the Portuguese out. So there's, at the time, there were mixed feelings about interesting. Uh, the people that lived there. Yeah. That, how they felt about, we were Portuguese, now we are supposed to be Indian. Were and, you made to learn, what is the? Portuguese. Portuguese. No, uh, no. I think by the time I was in school, it, it was, was gone. They had like, yeah. washed it away but we still have i mean the if you come to goa when you do with me oh, you'll well, see that <laughs> the oldest catholic church is in goa in asia oh, really it, it, the architecture is very latin portuguese really? indian makes the language foods is fascinating. fascinating yeah so cricket is i mean that's the only sport i grew up watching hmm. really you could watch other sports even today india is not big on the olympics yeah. or us open whatnot yeah. you, you'll see once in 20 years, someone will win a bronze medal. But mm. in the 80s, there was nothing. Cricket was it. Mm. And it's like baseball. There's a lot more running involved. Smaller ball? Is no, it small? bigger. Size? I is mean, bigger it's ball? about the same size. Okay. I should have brought one. Okay. And it's like it's, a paddle. It's not a bat. It's called a bat. It's called It's more like a paddle. paddle. Okay. And it's the same thing. Hit the ball of the park. Yeah. But you throw like the pitcher like throws it on the ground with it, it bounces or something yeah. like that. You're bouncing it so you can take advantage of the deviations, okay. and it's a different surface. And depends on where you play. Yeah, and so you hit it, and then you just run the bases like baseball. You, there's two bases <laughs> two. and okay. two sides, okay. two ends, and then there's two guys batting or gals, and when you cross to the other side, it's one run. Huh. But it's the same like baseball. You can get out in the process yeah. if they throw the ball in Is it like before a, you. Like a force out kind of thing. These three sticks, they're called stumps. Huh. So you're supposed to knock them down. So fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've seen like it's, seen it's, cricket, but I've never spent enough time trying yeah. to. And I don't think anybody really in, in America even comes close to understanding the game. Like at all. Well, you need to. Here's why. Second most popular sport in the world. Really? Starting next year, we're going to have, we're going to see Major League Cricket. Really? Atlanta's got two teams. LA's got two teams. <laughs> no Dallas kidding. has a few really? teams. Not in the Olympics, though. Not yet. Yeah, that's but, interesting. Huh. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's it like, it's just, is baseball in the Olympics? They've done it. It has been times. back yeah. and forth. I feel like yeah. the last Olympics, I feel like it was. Like, it was for a while, then mm-hmm. it went away. They kind of bring sports back and forth. Some of these ancillary sports. Come on, man. If back and forth. Curling can be a oh, feature. <laughs> Cricket's a, way more exciting. We should yeah, do or, that. Or uh, water polo. Water polo. <laughs> which, which is super hard. I mean, sure. I can't imagine yeah, trading water for that long. But watching it is exactly it, exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, again, just a picture of the area so people know. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it's the background of being Portuguese, pretty developed, like roads and streets. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Goa's got the best roads. Really? In the country. Huh. It was, it's been ranked in human development, number one state in the country for many years. Really? Education, GDP, per capita income, all of that. Really good stats. Is Goa the country or the city? Goa is the, like the state. State. Okay. state. So my town was called, it's called Ponda. Ponda. Okay. P-O-N-D-A. Okay. And uh, so it was really cool. I went to a Catholic school. Not Catholic. Okay. But it was the best school in town. Okay. And India has public education but you don't want to send your kids there Mm. 
Like you think public education here is worth complaining about? No, you, you, the, no teachers, barely any buildings. Like wow. it's bad. So the rest of the schools were also subsidized, but they're not completely mm -hmm. free. So I went to St. Mary's, one of the best decisions. I think my parents will say that too, that they made mm -hmm. is to send me and my brother there. And it was, we were taught by nuns. Mm -hmm. So. Are uh, they the main nuns that sit you on the hand? Yeah, with oh the yeah. <laughs> the works. You heard stories, they're true. Yeah. <laughs> right? You have your. They're serious. You have, yeah. We had a uniform. And if your tie was slightly crooked or you hadn't cut your hair. Really? You, your shoes weren't clean enough. You were kneeling down. Really? Uh, and the worse it got, the worse you behaved. Oh, my so, goodness. Wow. Real yeah. hard knocks, yeah. but great education. I mean, yeah. I don't hmm. I don't begrudge that yeah. experience. They were really masters for discipline, mm. grammar, like just yeah. the basics. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's, a, again, like the opportunity to interview a lot of people who have immigrated to the States. So I think it's a good little place to spend some time. I think there's, we would, as Americans, have stereotypes about India, right? And math, hard dedicated. It seems like there's a, a real focus on education. Yeah. Like parents really are very, especially doctor, mm -hmm. lawyers, like the professional side of things. So did you, is that, was that your experience? Is that pretty normal? It's very normal. It was a smallish school class. Mm -hmm. Like this is India, 1.2 billion people. So our class, let's say you're in fifth grade. It was, you had two divisions in our school, division A, division B just because of the size of the class. Okay. And about 60 to 80 kids in each division is who we went to class with. Okay. I was consistently in the top three. Not to say that I was the smartest kid in class. I could remember mm -hmm. stuff better. Yeah. And the system of education there, at least back then, was... You can memorize your kid. Memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so naturally, if you have the grades you are expected to become a doctor, an engineer, or something of that sort. When I got out of high school, which is when you do 10th grade, you then have to do two years of higher secondary. Okay. And you have to choose your... I don't know that light all yeah, of a sudden turned on. <laughs> Do you not see me? After like yeah. a month. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you can choose to go into the sciences or commerce, which is more business and okay. trades oriented, okay. and or the arts. Okay. And unfortunately, they, the way it typically works is the kids with the grades, again, not saying the smartest kids, right. kids with the grades go into the sciences, mm. the mediocre ones go into commerce, and then the ones that don't have the grades, go to the they have no other choice mm. but to go. There's no technical? Okay. There is. Okay. And a lot of people do it, but it, at least at the time, it was yeah. looked down upon. Like, mm. that's you're the worst of the worst. Yeah. You're doing what? Yeah. You're in technical. You're in grade school. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because yeah. we know now how important, important those things yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. So 10th grade, I have the grades. Mm. And I grew up, like, what do I know? I'm, I grew up wanting to be a doctor because those really? are the guys that had mm. the nice houses. They had the cars. They had the fancy offices. Mm. And so those are the people with money. Yeah. So if you, if, I mean, we were not poor, but we were not rich. Mm. Never wanted for anything survival-wise. Yeah. But we didn't. For the longest time, we didn't have a car. Mm -hmm. Like I remember mm -hmm. when Dad bought a beat-up old car. It was mm -hmm. the proudest day of our life, oh, and it was cool. fantastic. That's the car I drove. I grew up without a car for a long time. That's I mean, that's we not, had scooters. That's not common. No scooters, motorcycles. How we got around oh, wow. or okay. local buses. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to be a doctor, and I had the grades to get into the sciences that would then allow me to 
qualify for right. med school. Yeah. In my teenage rebellion, I said to my parents, I don't want to be a doctor. And they're really easygoing folks, and you'll meet them. They're here now. That's the one time they lost it. Really? They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You don't. You have the grades. You've always talked about this. Yeah. What? Interesting. So then they was like, well, could you at least become an engineer? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not going to do yeah. what's uh, mainstream. Again, I'm huh. 15 years old. Yeah. This is my moment to, right. <laughs> to strike out against the empire. And I said, I, and I really wanted to do this. I said I wanted to go to, I want to go to culinary school. I love culinary school. Yes, I, I love. I'm really? the chef in the house. I oh, love wow. cooking. Huh. And second time they lost it. They're like you're not gonna become a cook. Well, that probably <laughs> so, wasn't thought of as a very fine career, no, right? You're, no, I mean, I mean it was getting there, yeah. like hotel management and the yeah, management sure. aspects yeah, of it. But yeah. to be in the to kitchen, be in the kitchen, no. Yeah, no, not generally, not highly prestigious. Right. So the compromise was that I go get my dad. Mom said, get a degree. Go get a commerce degree. Go get something in business or accounting. And then you can do what you want. Mm. So the compromise move for me was... Commerce. Yeah. And commerce is like a business administration. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, it's business school. Yeah. Okay. It's like getting a BBA or BS in business. So that, from an education perspective, those next two years are like high school. But, high. With a, but like we think of them now like Hardin Valley Academy. Yeah. Has a specific, you can go into a track of this or a track of that. It's kind of, I mean, I'm sure it's different, but kind of like that. Like, you're now focusing on, like, business administration in yeah. high school. You're Was getting it like pre-college? Or it's pre-college. It? Okay. So you had courses in basic accounting and how economics works hmm. and basic 101 stuff. Like, really advanced compared to what, yeah. when I came for grad school here, finally, like, five years after that was still in the curriculum for people oh. who had never been to business yeah. school, which is understandable. Yeah. But yeah. I got that at age 16, 17. That's crazy. Was it um, still the nuns? No, this is this was a the different nun school. Okay. Which was also pretty good. Is this like a now a state or a state-run school? Or? It's No, it's still a private, private school? but subsidized. Okay. okay. State sub right. the education ministry subsidized okay. private schools. Okay. Wow. That's but it was good. So I spent yeah. two years doing that, yeah. and I actually enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, I bet. Yeah. Considering what you do today, probably right. is pretty helpful. Yeah. yeah. But, and then, I don't know if I'm going too far down the story, yeah, no, but then I went to college mm-hmm. for a bachelor's in commerce. Okay. And that's where the Goa University. Goa University, yeah. yeah. So, okay. bachelor's in commerce. And I, I don't know why, it did, because that was the deal, right? I had to get a bachelor's degree. Got it. Okay. And I could have, after grade 12, gone into hotel management or mm-hmm. whatever else, but I stuck to it. And chose accounting as my major, Bachelor of Commerce in Accounting. And then along the way, like while I'm in college, I had taken a course in, like while I'm in higher secondary, I think, I, was, I had taken a course in basic computers. And by this time, we had a computer at the house. Yeah. Because in school, you weren't allowed, I mean, we there was a computer lab. And the first time I saw a computer was through a glass. So at this point... You never really interacted with a computer. I had. So I'm going back in time okay, a little bit. Okay. So let's grade eight. Okay. In my, at St. Mary's, mm-hmm. the nun school, they bought a computer okay. and they built a computer room. Oh. I don't know how, what your experience was, but that computer was, it was almost like it was in a temple. Well, it was, they room. had, they, <laughs> the only room in the school that had AC, they had to buy AC oh. to cool the thing. 
special room, special everything. Like, so the first time I learned about one was on the blackboard. So the computer teacher comes in and says, draws on the chalkboard and says, this is a monitor, there's a keyboard. And Wow. Just, so, just for some perspective, I was probably five years old, maybe six years old yeah. when we got a gaming system. So like, I remember like, it was just like technology from that level was never foreign to me. Like I had something plugged into a TV and we played games yeah. on it since I was yeah. five or six years old. I mean, first computer interaction was probably in fifth grade where we were actually using a computer yeah. to learn to do yeah. something. And that was like, I mean, that, oh, would, have been, that, early that would have been 1982, 81, 82. Wow. I was writing in my seventh grade year i was taking like basic like yeah. the, like the programming language yeah. basic i grew up in florida basic programming stuff yeah. and there was computer labs and florida's pretty far ahead of a lot of people back in those days but that's an interesting perspective to think yeah. about that like you're encountering it in eighth grade and i'm yeah. encountering it at five yeah basically. so it would have been i was probably 12 or 13. we go to school earlier too yeah oh really yeah. okay huh. so anyway Saw the picture and we're like, okay, now huh. we've heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it in grandpa's office. And and then they took us to look at the thing from the outside. We formed a line and, and we could look at it from the outside. <laughs> well, that probably made it seem even more like... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, can <laughs> I go <laughs> press those buttons, see what happens? Yeah. No. So we had designated time where we could go and like poke around and very regimented like yeah. you're only allowed to do these things so it wasn't very exciting because yeah. you're telling an eighth grader to do lotus one two three mm. is what it can do like there's no context yeah. to the yeah. whole thing yeah. so sometime that summer i enrolled my parents enrolled me in a private computer class hmm. that's when i got okay. to really yeah. touch and play with things and understand so fast forward to 1998 99 i'm in first year of college and I took an HTML class and was like wow we should be building websites mm. so I formed a company with a couple of friends oh really I was 18 <laughs> at the time and we started hawking web design services uh. I had a computer at the house I knew how to do HTML what's there to stop me no one has a website in 99 yeah. in my town probably not there for sure yeah no Barely so in the states i mean that was oh, it was boom time too. right it was just starting yeah and i'm going out there selling web design services and they're looking at me like i had <laughs> 10 heads and like what we don't even have a computer i don't know what you're talking yeah. about kid but the more progressive business people actually uh, we made some money doing that really? in 99 and we actually built a web portal for young people. Huh. It was it was called boombaga.com, the first website that was geared towards the college crowd huh. in in my town. And we would go to different colleges and collect news and throw it up on there. <laughs> and we had a great following. That's we really we cool. even had a section on there called ePals. This was like before, this is Mark Zuckerberg's not even alive. <laughs> But people could connect with, with each other. I made some great friends on that. Like, That's incredible. It was so manual. It was ridiculous. Yeah. People sent yeah. in a form and said, put me on there. <laughs> and then they could contact each other. What? What, uh, what? Where is the university in context to your home? It was We're about an hour away. of Goa, but yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not at your in your hometown. I am. I mean, it's a small state. Okay. In an hour, so you an could hour away. cross. It's like yeah. driving to Johnson City. Or it BTS is. So Johnson. I was living at home. Yeah. So all of this is happening in my parents' house. No. 
Yeah. I had a motorcycle. So you rode a motorcycle yeah. to school? Or took the bus. To school, mm-hmm. an hour away. That's fine. Nobody does that here. I was so cool. <laughs> I was so cool, Paul. <laughs> it was a Yamaha 135cc. Beautiful motorcycle. You still ride motorcycles, right? I do. Right? Yeah. I'm do, road bikes or? Road bikes. Road bikes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. All right, so you're you're in college. I mean, what do you? Did you have any thoughts of coming to the United States at this point? Some, I mean, I've. And what's the exposure? Like, all of us are taught world history, and so we know this, and we know that. But like, you're in India. Is there some like, oh, this thing, America? Like, you should, or was it just? Yeah, that's not even a thought in my mind. Well, I have an uncle who's been here for like forty years, and he. He's the one that sparked the interest, okay. really, in even remotely making the attempt to come. Okay. He came from grad school, PhD, became a doctor, blah, blah, blah. Medical? And, yeah. He's yeah. a physician? Oh, yeah. he got a PhD in nuclear physics and then went to med school. Like, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But also <laughs> very inspiring, right? So always had that as a role model. And mm-hmm. when, whenever he would come to India to visit, stories of the of america were mm. very uplifting like yeah. you could become what you want yeah. you work hard there is no corruption there is no you work hard there's mm-hmm. opportunities you can make something of yeah. yourself yeah and just perspective again yeah. when you say corruption like one of my business partners is indian and he's told me like there's no there was no social security yeah. type system yeah. like you weren't no people weren't cataloged the way mm-hmm. that they are in america same thing with like real estate right like mm-hmm. he was telling me like they showed up back in their hometown and somebody had like basically taken their Squatted. property yeah. and it was like almost impossible yeah. to prove that it was yeah. theirs. And so it's better is that now. what you mean? Is that kind of what you mean by the? Yeah. I mean, as a 14, 15 year old, you can see it, right? Yeah. You don't have a license. You can, you can still drive around if you have the money. Yeah. Slip them a whatever. Yeah. You want a government job, which is coveted for whatever reason. Mm. Pay someone enough money, you'll get it. So mm. it's pervasive. I don't know if it's changed. It's been, I've, right. I've been out of India for 18, 19 years now. Wow. So probably, I mean, realistically, it probably hasn't. It hasn't. Yeah. It depends yeah. on where you are. Right. right? I mean, so uh, the stories of America were, were very different. Work hard and you you can get on a path and yeah. the people will help you. The mm. government will help you. There's programs, there's scholarships, so many different things. And just learning about you call 911 and they show up in 30 <laughs> seconds like what that's not the, that's not a thing in india no i think it is now and yeah. again if you're listening to this in yeah. india forgive well, me well, i, I, s- I say that yeah. contextually to the time you're growing up yes. not necessarily today no but like the season that you're growing up yeah. is a very, very time. different the stories of how wide the roads are and how fast you can drive on them and all it was very romantic mm-hmm. and then when we finally got more than one channel when TV showed up in its true form with cable. I grew up watching Die Hard and Rambo and Commando and we yeah. had we could always rent tapes and bring Hollywood movies and I would watch with my dad and grandpa and my brother and that was my introduction to America. Yeah. Hollywood. Huh. Were you did you learn to speak English? Or yeah. You did. So yeah. is that pretty normal? Or the nuns English? Nuns They're American, English. British or something? British. It was the media of inst- of instruction. Okay. So you so, were taught in, in English. the English language. Yep. Okay. But and we home, learned the language. But at home you're speaking your native language. At home I'm speaking depending who I'm talking to. Like with mom I still speak Marathi, which is her native language. Uh-huh. With my brother we speak Konkani, which is the language of Goa. Of Goa. So 
So you learn, and that's another thing, just fascinating, yeah. right? You have multiple languages that you're learning. Probably says it if you're if you're from Spain, Puerto Rico, or Mexico, they're all a similar dialect with different yeah. context tones. Is that sort of? Yeah, they are classified as different languages. Yeah, because people fought for their own language. Mm-hmm. And there's I don't know 33 different languages, official languages wow. in India, that's great. and then they have their dialects. Yeah, wow. So English was the medium of instruction mm. we learned our schooling was in english and, and we learned english as a subject and you're in a catholic school so yeah. they're teaching you catholicism at the same time no that was they were very good about that i don't really? know if there was a deal with the huh. government but it was yeah. very secular really? they, the only okay. thing they had that was catholic was the name and how they were funded and who taught them. wow and but there was a chapel and a convent and every day at noon the chapel bell would ring, and every the only thing we were expected to do was is pray at noon. Okay. Say the Hail Mary, and you're good. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hail Mary, Our Father, and you're good. We didn't have to go to chapel or service. That's and all fascinating. That. Yeah. And again, context: India is a huge, like, I mean, 1.2 billion people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I saw some. It's going to surpass China. Yeah. yeah pretty next, soon next in the number of people, years. which is which is a lot smaller. It's a yes, big place. It's a third it's, of the U.S. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so Hindu, right, is the main religion. Is the main, yeah. but you've also got Islam. Yeah. So, so nationally, Islam is the second most populous. Yeah. And then in Goa, it was Hinduism and Catholicism, Catholicism second, because Portugal. Yeah, yeah. Because of Portugal. Yeah. Right. So, wow. but always very cordial. Like it's very secular. Yeah. Like really, Goa is. Very different from the rest of India. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So you get your uncle, TV, Rambo. Yeah. Love Rambo. <laughs> Commando Rambo. was in our house. It was Commando. Die yeah, Hard Bruce Commando. Yeah. Yeah. And Friends, as you as oh, I friends? grew up. Oh, and it was shit. Friends. And yeah. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And friends. And, and, yeah. Frazier. Yeah. So, so when and these I, were in English? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I mean, we had, uh, we had MTV. We had... CNN and, and yeah. Fox. I mean, all of this, Interesting. you know, why, when we did, when we got it, it, all, it, was, it all showed up. Yeah. BBC, yeah. everything showed up. Huh. Interesting. So what, I mean, you got an undergrad and then you went and got a master's too. Yeah. At so, the same college. At the same college. So get my undergrad and. It's culinary school. Yeah, kind of fell it. to the wayside. I don't particularly know why. I think at Around that time, I in college, I then decided, as I started learning about the internet mm-hmm. and web design yeah. and software and things like that, and the in 99, 2000, the internet opened my world up, right? Mm-hmm. As like it did for you guys probably in the early 90s, yeah. where I'm having access to American news, mm-hmm. British news, what's going on in the business world and the rise of the software field and mm-hmm. everything that's going on in IT. And because I was in accounting school and I was messing with HTML and coding and all of that, I was pretty conflicted on where I go from here because I just spent three years in accounting, getting an accounting degree. Mm-hmm. To go back and get into IT like seriously as an engineer, I'm, I would have had to go back to grade 12, 11 and 12 to get into the sciences and go so it was very discouraging because there, I, at least I didn't, maybe I didn't look hard enough, but there was no path. Hmm. I either go continue on that or I go backwards. And An accounting path to, in India, just to get a perspective, is that like RCPAs? Yeah, okay. they have CAs, Chartered Accountants. Okay, so similar concept. Similar to Or you that. go to be a controller, CFO, yeah. bookkeeper. Yeah, you know, something, something along those okay. lines. 
or even at the time it, it was a boom in outsourcing business process yeah i was going to actually yeah. ask you cuz obviously or we have heard, we know that india became a mecca or maybe even the center of this whole bpo mm-hmm. world now Late it's kind of moved to yeah, all over asia vietnam yeah. and malaysia yeah. and the philippines yeah. and all yeah. over but in india was kind of like the beginning of yeah. this whole thing was that happening when you were mm-hmm. in college yeah and not in goa thankfully and i say that with hindsight because a lot of my friends right after college left they went to mumbai or bangalore or pune to get these what seemed like really high paying jobs cuz they were yeah. if you're just if you're a fresh graduate from an accounting degree you're not going to make a lot of money at the time you're probably making 3 to 5000 rupees which is not a lot of money as an as a junior accountant and you join a outsourcing company that is funded by GE or mm-hmm. Microsoft mm-hmm. you're making three times or four times as much as that wow but you're now in a big city living with roommates and you're living the friends life so this is like going to like it seems like yeah. the picture you're painting is it's kind of like living in the keys versus going to New York City yeah. like go as like much. this island yeah. culture and now you're in the big city okay you're in the big city you're working nights cuz you're serving American customers. Yeah. You're yeah. having to go through cultural and accent training. Yeah. They change your name. Change your name. You, you, you could pick your name. <laughs> pick your name. Yeah. Oh, my my best friend, his name was Maverick. And he worked for, <laughs> I think he did, he took calls for the state of Indiana, their EBT. Yeah. I loved it process. whenever you would call Microsoft and it's like you would get an Indian guy and he's like, my name is Bill. Yeah, You're like, Steve. No. Paul. <laughs> so I, I know a lot of those guys, right? Yeah. So I, and that was, an option for me in yeah. my actually my final year of what's it grad school my first master's degree i actually did a study on the call centers there was again jumping ahead in time but did a study on behalf of dlink which used to be a big yeah they no still are right yeah. they're yeah. yeah. probably in the consumer yeah. space i think but or... dlink was big into all kinds of networking gear at the time and they had me for my internship do a study for whether or not they should outsource their call centers mm. from the UK to India so i started the whole thing and i did not want to be part of it very mm. i don't know it wasn't for me yeah. working nights and answering phone calls yeah, and for just sure. the money was great at the time but didn't want to do it so after my bachelor's like in second year i think i started looking into taking the gmat or GRE coming to the states like seriously so started thinking think about, about coming, yeah say, okay. as, as a student and it's not easy you can't just it's not like you just get a plane ticket show no up and you, like, hey. no you need a school that'll accept you you need to show that you have the money to pay for it you need a visa I, right yep. you need a student visa yeah so the school says okay we'll admit you then you take all of that and you take it to the consulate and say I need to mm. I need a student visa and then they grill you and mm. make sure you're not lying about anything yeah. and I wonder how it works now cuz there's like this whole thing about recruiting foreign students right yeah. like there's a whole these colleges are now going to India yeah. and different places and trying to get kids to come yeah. here but that probably didn't exist No not at the time it yeah. was and this is this is early 2000s and uh, so first first thing I did was take the GMAT cuz I wanted to get into MBA got a bad score and I had only enough money to do it once so mm. screwed that up it was decent. It wasn't like horrible. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't enough to make yeah. it work. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't enough to get into like really good MBA schools. 
So I get into a few second-tier ones. Cleveland State was the one I chose. And that's in Cleveland? Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. That's episode one with AV. I love hearing stories of folks who've moved from other countries or grew up in other countries with a desire to come to America and do something different. I love to hear about different cultures. So that was really awesome. Stay tuned for episode two with AV.